0: Hey everybody, Colt here. Thanks for stopping by and checking out our podcast. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more, be sure to check out our website, draftdive.com, or follow us on Twitter, at draftdive, and at underscore Colt Williams. Now, enjoy the episode.
1: everybody. It's another episode of the Draft Eye Fantasy Football Show. I'm Jonah, joined as always by my co-host Colt. Colt, how you doing?
0: I'm doing pretty well. We just got done watching the Bengals-Jaguars Monday Night Football game. Let me give you uh, just a quick little stat from Warren Sharp on Twitter. Here's a list of quarterbacks with at least 300 yards, 30 attempts, 10 yards per attempt, and 80% completion rating in games this year you ready Ooh. long list yeah. jake browning end of yeah. list
1: i no, mean he <laughs> insane man, he he i think listened to me trash him used it as billboard material or uh, locker room material and really you know good for him
0: yeah, it's it's that's it's wild uh, that we're seeing this kind of performance. There are a lot of people. Um, I I wasn't one of them, but I saw a lot of start sit questions, you know, on Twitter asking, "Hey, Tank Dell or Jamar Chase?" Just because you know they watched the quarterback play there last week from Jake Browning, and they were they were curious. Obviously, you know, uh, Jamar Chase is a better better wide receiver, although Tank Dell is you know not too bad himself. And even despite the injury. You know, Jamar Chase goes out there and puts up a, a monstrous day. You know, eleven for one fifty and one. I mean <laughs> Jake Brownie did not let the ball touch the ground. So he you know round of applause for him. because uh, he yeah, he looked no, great.
1: Absolutely. He earned it. What a what a performance. Um, you know, that's all of what else can I say? I mean, what a performance. And it was against I mean, I think we were degree in average to even above average defense. You know, was not yeah. even say like Arizona or someone we like to pick on. He, it was a decent defense.
0: They, they've been susceptible to the quarterback position, but not like this. And I mean, Jake, if there was somebody that was going to take advantage of it, didn't think it was going to be Jake Browning. So kudos to him. Yeah. Um, just a little bit of news. We got here today, today as well. Um, I mean, also in that game, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he is added what to the pile of quarterbacks who are injured on the season. What
1: a brutal year. It Just... was,
0: yeah, such a, a bizarre injury as well. Not only did his left tackle roll up on his on his ankle, but then he also fell onto his own ankle. Um, yeah. Clearly, it looks like it's going to be a multi-week type of injury, at least one week for sure. So C.J. Beathard is going to be the starter. But, I mean, Derek, Derek Carr, he's in concussion protocol as well uh Kenny Pickett with an ankle injury I mean they're just going down left and right um so the Jake Brownings are going to look especially good but even more so when they're they're balling out like this but yeah it's just tons of quarterback injuries here this week
1: yeah this weekend yeah this year it's just been it's been a rough year for quarterbacks which is interesting I mean they keep changing rules to try and protect them so you know I guess it's just it's still a physical game, and you never know what's going to happen out there.
0: Yeah, I've I've heard the the I mean I don't know the science behind it. I'm not a I'm, I'm an economist, not a, a scientist, but I don't know what the rules are about. Are you know maybe they're making the quarterbacks you know not as durable because they're they're making it more easier. They're making it easier for them just not to get injured, so they're not really training for falling or training for getting big hits or building up that muscle tissue from big hits. But nevertheless. Yeah, it's wild how many—I mean, if you look at it from start to finish, the quarterbacks at start of the season, which the quarterbacks that start in Week 18, it's going to be a 90-day mm-hmm. difference. I mean, over half of yeah. the league has changed the quarterback position.
1: Yeah, it's nuts.
0: Yeah, but uh, let's go ahead. Let's get into our QB streamers here. we got a couple of teams on buy. Um, we got the Cardinals, who have Kyler Murray and Sam Sam Howell, our boy on the commanders. Both those mm. are on buy this week, so maybe you have to plug in one of these guys I think a, a name certainly worth mentioning is Jordan Love. I mean, he's a roster in about 60% of leagues, maybe less in, in some other uh, formats, but on Sleeper, that's where we've got him. He plays the Giants, and it's kind of a, you know, the last three games, eight touchdowns, no interception. Uh, if you spent your second round overall pick uh, for, for Patrick Mahomes, you could have got the same thing in like the 13th round for Jordan Love. I mean, he has the same number of touchdowns, same number of interceptions as Patrick Mahomes. It's wild. A wild season for Jordan Love. We see the graphics all the time. Um, we saw it on, on Sunday Night Football uh, between Jordan Love, Brett Favre, and, and Aaron Rodgers in their first X amount of games starting for the Packers. Mm-hmm. And they're very similar. I mean, people want to kind of, you know, not love Jordan Love,
1: but it's... He was... He looks good. Basically identical down to the yard with Aaron Rodgers.
0: Yeah. It's... And we're not saying he's Aaron Rodgers, but you can't Can't knock him. Yeah, no. (laughs) You can't necessarily knock him for for doing what he's doing. I mean, this is, is, you know, he looks good. Uh, I think he's like the quarterback nine or so on the season. So may not be available, but certainly a good consolation prize for a a QB streamer. Got one of the other guys. I've got a a three-way tie. Well, really a two-way tie. We've got to add this name here, but Gardner Minshew... At the Bengals, like I said, the Bengals, um, you've been able to pass on them. They're a little easier to pass on than the Titans, and Gardner Mitchell just went up and put up 300 yards and a pair of touchdowns against them. I I don't know if I like him more as a quarterback streamer or Jake Browning on the other side. Which which one are you kind of leaning? Do you think this is a fluke from Jake Browning? I mean, we're certainly not expecting a 86% passer rating and 350 yards and two touchdowns, but... Which one do you like a little bit more in this matchup or just overall?
1: I mean, I like Minshew better. Mm-hmm. I, I do still carry a little, I guess, Jake Browning, you know, doubt in me. Uh I need more than one game from him. It's definitely not a bad matchup. Indianapolis isn't anything special against the pass. So he has a chance to go out and have another good game. And hey, another good game, you can turn me into a believer. But yeah, Minshew has had has had multiple Good games over his career. Uh, I mentioned him, what, I think the past two weeks just because of the juicy schedule he had, Tennessee being part of that. Yeah. And it just looks good for him going forward, Cincinnati this week, and then uh, off the top of my head, I can't remember who he has two weeks from now, but it's another week matchup.
0: Yeah, he's he's looked good all season, but, yeah, he comes up Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, Raiders, so nothing that's going to scare you away from Gardner Minshew. Hopefully you've got better options, but if you got to stream a guy, uh, you could you could do worse than Gardner Minshew. I'm in the Jake Browning camp, but it's not, you know, it's not the same, not everybody's it's not going to be for everybody, right? Cuz this is week 14. This is when you need to get into the fantasy playoffs. Um if you don't have the stones to throw out Jake Browning out there, I totally understand. You can go Gardner Minshew, certainly a safer pick uh than Browning, but after what I saw from him here, you know, this week, I I'm probably starting to move for Minshew, but it's it's that same tier though. It's a it's, you know, Clearly a—it's a, it it's not as far as we thought before the end of night's game. It may be recency bias as well, but I thought Jake Browning looked great. Joe Flacco versus the Jags. I mean, we just saw what Jake Browning did to them, but he's more of a deeper play. He looked kind of competent for his uh, 2023 debut. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, the Jags are allowing fourth most points to the quarterback position, and that does— Probably even more now with Jake Browning throwing at 350 and two. So, yeah, Joe Flacco's a, a clearly a pocket statue, and that's kind of where you want him, anyways. But he looked okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think you could certainly do worse at the quarterback position. Any other quarterbacks you want to mention here? Or, I mean, that's kind of uh, four
1: names. Actually, yeah, got a couple. I mean, I'll just say, uh, you know, agree about Jordan Love. He went up against that Kansas City secondary and did something I don't think any quarterbacks done against that secondary and they have played elite quarterbacks so yeah. more love for Jordan Love but uh Joshua Dobbs has actually dropped it looks like uh, I've got him in 46 percent of leagues here and so still not a bad option I know he's coming off a real stinker of a game but he had three good games before that so Maybe the Bears just confused him. They do have some talent on the defense. And then mentioned Derek Carr in a concussion protocol, which means we got to talk about Jameis Winston. Yeah. He can throw for a lot of yards and some touchdowns and some interceptions. But, you know, there's no doubt. I mean, what, he had two touchdowns in half a game that he played earlier this year. I don't know his yardage. But the guy guy does not mind chucking it downfield
0: so. yeah and he, he's a he's a touchdown machine i remember um early last year it was he wasn't throwing for a lot of yards uh 260 and two yes that is actually a good bit but yeah he was he was throwing for a lot of touchdowns uh even just starting the season last year but yeah uh 120 and two and a half so you know mm-hmm. pretty good pace there if he were to keep that up but Jameis winston yeah I, I like him for sure um Carolina, See,
1: especially if you're not penalized that much for interceptions, then he's great.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. He loves throwing interceptions as well. Thirty for thirty season, I'll never forget it. Um, yeah, but yeah, no. Jameson Winston is certainly a good pick there. Joshua Dobbs, I got to get your insight on this as the resident Vikings fan. Where are they at? They do you know? You know if no one knows
1: where they're at. My feeling is they're going to stick with Dobbs for at least. I mean, I guess if he came out and played at half like he did, they might pull him at half, but I think he's going to be the starter going in. You know, there's still six and six. They still, if it ended today, would be in the playoffs. So I think it's hard to switch away from a guy who's been going for a few weeks now and looked good most of the time, just looked horrible against the Bears. But that's my feeling. I mean, I've heard... Nick, I mean, I've heard all possibilities. Nick Mullins is their (laughs) other kind of veteran quarterback and he's been with them for a couple of years. Yeah. He's actually kind of a decent he's a good backup. Yeah. Um and you know, so he's been there a couple of years. He should know the the offense better. And then of course rookie Jaron Hall, who looked great in one drive, but only got the one drive and is a rookie.
0: Yeah, if I had to lean one of the two out of Dobbs or Winston, I'd go Winston, if Carr's certainly out, just because I know he oh, would yeah. get the whole game. Joshua Dobbs, I, I, I'm i in the same boat as you. I think he's going to be the one that starts here this game. I don't know if he's going to be the one that finishes. It just, it can only takes a mistake or two to get him off the field, which certainly scares me in week 14. Um, but he has some of the highest upside as well with his rushing ability, so... Yeah, yeah we, it's it, tough.
1: But that, that rushing floor, if he plays the whole game, is almost always nice.
0: It's very nice, yeah. He, he's been killing it there on the ground. Um, but yeah, no, great uh, QB streamers there. A lot of options for the people here this week. Like I said, not a lot of teams are yeah. by, just the Cardinals and Commanders. So.
1: Good because of those injuries, though. Yeah,
0: speaking of injuries, let's go on to running backs. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the guys we're going to be naming here are based off of the running backs that went down. Ezekiel Elliott. Patriots running back now. He's owned in about half of leagues. His running mate, Ramondre Stevenson, the starter, went down with a high ankle injury. That's typically a multi-week injury. He's going to at least miss a couple of games. I would I would really expect to uh, expect him to. But it's a bummer because uh, he was he was running really well uh, before exiting um, in that game there versus the Chargers. Which surprisingly, the Patriots covered the spread in that game. I don't know if you know that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. In the six to zero game, the Patriots covered the six and a half point spread. So there's that, but Ezekiel Elliott, no other running back touched the, the football. Uh, He's going to be getting all of the work, what that means on the worst offense in football uh, to be determined. I I would expect them to be down in a lot of these games coming up. There's some tougher, tougher games to be played, but he is a pass catcher. I would expect him to be getting a lot of uh, receptions. So, if you're in a PPR league, that's going to boost his, his production. But he's not like a, a Saquon Barkley on the Giants or, or a Brees Hall on the Jets where the offense is horrible. But those players are are very efficient and, you know, elite. Zeke isn't that anymore. He's kind of aged out of it. And, yeah, he's kind of my pickup of the week because I know he's going to get a, a role. These other guys we have here to mention, I'm not too sure. I might like them more if we knew they were going to be out. But uh, where are you at on Zeke here this week?
1: Yeah, you know, Zeke doesn't—isn't the Zeke of old. Yeah. And even though he should be getting all the touches, I still hate trusting a Bill Belichick running back ever in fantasy. But he's—you basically know he's starting and getting a starter's workload, and you can never have too many starting running backs on your team.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely true. If you just need somebody who's going to get points, he's going to get points. But— uh don't expect any kind of high ceiling That that's capped that, that you know they're not going to get in the red zone so it's going to be very tough for him to uh, be getting a lot of points there and uh, next running back here let's talk about Antonio Gibson he's owned in a little bit more than 50% of leagues but his running mate Brian Robinson um both uh, commanders running backs if you, you weren't aware of that but he left with a hamstring injury his status is unclear, and, and with the hamstring injury, we'll see people sometimes miss no games, sometimes go on IR, so it's something you'll have to uh, kind of keep track of where everybody is with that, but Antonio Gibson, we saw him uh, just two two years ago and, and three years ago before that, uh, or sorry, two and three years ago, uh, he was running back like 12 and running back 11, so he was great for fantasy when he had the whole job to himself. He's going into a bye, so that's not great. It's great for Brian Robinson. It gives him more time to heal up. But then they play the Rams on the road. The Rams are kind of a neutral uh, game script versus the run. They're not necessarily favorable. But And then, you know, Brian Robinson may be back um, come in two weeks. So I'm not excited to pick him up because you may hold on to him for two weeks and you don't even get to play him. So that's where I'm kind of at with Antonio Gibson
1: yeah uh i mean it's it's the same thing we've kind of talked about you know guys taking over the backup running back starting in or going into the starting spot uh Gibson he showed he can do it on the ground he's actually a really talented pass catcher as well yeah. um so he's he's someone it would be nice if you knew either one of those guys were going to get a hundred percent of the touches they'd you know, be elite running backs or close to it in uh, fantasy. Um, You know, hey, if you need help at running back and it doesn't need to be, like, immediate, you need a starter this week, then, yeah, definitely pick him up on the chance that he plays at least one game.
0: Yeah. I got a question for you. Did you get to see the Derrick Henry hit, um, like, where he – Knocked out of the game, like with concussion, if you will. But he was he was ruled with a concussion, or rather, it was reported from Adam Scheffner, But uh, he they're saying he's not in concussion protocol. Did you get to see that at all?
1: I actually didn't see that.
0: Okay, I'll, I'll send it your way. And it, it takes a lot to get Derrick Henry to go onto the ground, as you already know. But a big hit like mm-hmm. this, I'll send it your way. But look like he got a concussion on the field. I don't know how he's not in concussion protocol, but his running mate, Tajay Spears, we need to mention him because uh, we've been talking about grabbing these backup running backs. After Miami, they uh, they get a cake schedule. Miami's been shutting down running backs just simply because they haven't been used on the ground because they're up uh, so many scores, but Tajay Spears, uh, great rookie running back out of Tulane, I think, um, and he, he's just looked incredible uh, in, in some of the flashes that he's got. And I don't see any reason why uh, uh, why the Titans just don't you know check him out. Derrick Henry is a free agent after the season. See what you have in Spears, so you know what you need to get in the draft if not. Um, but yeah, it's not an ideal matchup against Miami, but he's a great pass catcher as well, so you might get that just a whole bunch of uh, targets going his way. Another situation of where we don't know if the, the starter is going to be out or not. Just like Antonio Gibson.
1: Yeah, it, it does seem odd to be, I guess, in and out of concussion protocol in a day or two. Um, so I'm not sure. I mean, I feel like they have been using J Spears more. Uh, he's, you know, good for a few points a week. So, yeah, he's not even horrible if you need an emergency start right away, even if, if Henry doesn't play, especially in a PPR format, because he is very good catching the ball out of the backfield.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, another guy I got here, uh, Kenneth Gainwell, uh, they they played the the Eagles, rather, they played the 49ers, they were down pretty early, uh, going into the half, I think they were down and just never got back up, and yeah, so they, they ended up using uh, Kenneth Gainwell quite a bit in the passing game, DeAndre Swift looked like he sustained a little bit of an injury there that game, he wasn't ruled out or anything like that, continued to play, uh, but something to monitor, I don't expect him to miss the game, but with his history, he may. Uh, opening the door a little bit more for Gainwell when they play the Cowboys who you know uh, you're talking about people who are going to run up the score the Cowboys have been killing it so he could be a sneaky play there and then Chase Brown we're talking about insurance running backs Chase Brown for the for the Bengals I think he is somebody worth noting um loved him in the pre-draft process they didn't really get the draft capital that you would kind of expect um for somebody who was getting the the work that he was there in Illinois um but he looked good behind Joe Mixon, and if Joe Mixon were to go down, with the way that Jake Browning has kind of played in at least one game, um, two game sample size, it's night and day difference. But Chase Brown, I think, would be the the backup running back if you have Joe Mixon. Somebody I'd be grabbing onto there. I'm not starting him any other way, but at least he made a you know kind of a case for himself to be the backup.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I mean. I don't think anyone expected Mixon to be on the Bengals this year, so it's kind of a shock that he still is and still getting starting carries. Yeah, um, I'd have to look. I don't know if they signed him to just a one-year deal, probably, but I can't say that for sure. I think it, so it they two- may want to take a look at yeah, other they- less, what I would guess, less expensive options.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a two-year deal because he, um, he, he ended up taking a, a big pay cut. That was the biggest reason why they took him. Because he wasn't so productive, and then he's like, Well, I'll take like no money basically, uh, for the good of the team. And yeah, it's I mean Joe Burrow goes out. You you're kind of biting yourself, uh, you know, kicking yourself in the butt for taking a pay cut and then probably not even making it into the playoffs. But nevertheless, uh yeah, that's a bit of a bummer. I'd love to see more Chase Brown. I, I liked his tape. Um some other names here, they're highly rostered, but just, just in case they're not available, uh, they are available. Chuba Hubbard. Looks like he's taking the reins from Miles Sanders there in Carolina. And then Damian Pierce, I'm not too terribly excited about this one because it's a committee between him and and Singletary. And it's just their matchups are horrible going forward. So if, if you're chasing off of Pierce's like one touchdown that he just had and you know, a little bit of work there, I'm not. Uh, but Chuba Hubbard, I know we're both a fan of. He's highly rostered, probably not available, but double check just in case. Let's, yeah
1: chuba i mean has has looked like the better back the entire year and has been you know rewarded with more and more carries and so he's definitely a, a solid ad
0: yeah, uh, I mean he fell into the end zone twice had a hundred yards on the ground uh, best rushing performance here uh, you know of this season so yeah looked looked great excited for him um, hopefully he gets more work and uh, you know going into next year as well it, you know, he just signed Miles Sanders. It's kind of crazy that they're just—I mean, Miles Sanders has been banged up too. So, nevertheless, you um, Hubbard, check him out. See if he's on your waiver wire. Let's go on to wide receivers, shall we? Uh, one guy, again, probably owned, but he's been on fire over the uh, Cowboys stretch here. Brandon Cooks, I mean, he's he's own, he's owned in about 70% of leagues, so uh, widely, uh, widely used. But past four weeks, double-digit fantasy points in that monstrous— uh 173 yard game as well so make sure he's picked up if he if he isn't uh, i think he's somebody you he could certainly throw against the the Eagles so and and then he gets the Bills after that so another game where we know the teams are going to put up points and then the Dolphins there's a lot of good matchups coming up very juicy for Brandon Cooks here in the next coming month but i think i think the this once we should be start you know checking out here They're less owned than Brandon Cooks, but Jaden Reed and Romeo Dobbs, 60% owned um, is about where both of them are. We saw Christian Watson. He re-injured his hamstring, and yeah, I mean, there's no update on that, but we talked about hamstrings. It could go either way, 0 to about 4 games missed. And Jaden Reed, Romeo Dobbs, both looked great. Uh, They're the wide receiver, 31 and 34 on the season. You can pass a lot on the Giants, so if you need a, a a fringe spot starter for your flex. You could do worse. Uh, I'm personally in the Jaden Reed camp. Where are you at, Jonah?
1: Yeah, uh, Reed seemed to be more consistent for touchdowns, so I just would feel a little safer with him.
0: Yeah, I think whichever one gets a touchdown is going to be the one you're more happy with because it's kind of uh, roulette between these guys. And if you're you're kind of, if you want to go even more in depth, the Giants, like I said, they're already giving it up to all wide receivers, but... They're giving up the third most fantasy points to the slot, which is where Jaden Reed plays um, since week seven, and they are eighth against wide receivers out. So if you just want that little bit of extra details, like I said, Jaden Reed kind of edges out Romeo Dobbs there. Noah Brown, yeah, you know, you want any any piece of the Texans' offense, Noah Brown owned it about half of leagues. It was just just a month ago. He had back-to-back 150-plus-yard games. Uh, Tank Dell is out for the season with a uh, fibula uh, break, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, Noah Brown, he didn't do anything this week, which kind of scares you, especially when Tank Dell goes out that early. And, and, you know, John Mechie was getting a little bit more looks. uh, Rookie, second-round pick uh, from, I think, last year out of Alabama. He's getting a little bit of looks here. I don't know how to read it, but you want pass catchers on the Texans. I'd go with a guy who's had 150-plus yards in two games uh, with Noah Brown. But Nico Collins, he's now clearly elevated as the wide receiver one. Do you have any kind of read, or which one are you kind of trusting yourself going into Week 14 out of Noah Brown and John Mechie?
1: I mean, I would still trust Noah Brown. It's like you said, you have to go with the guy who's done it before. Mm -hmm. Last week, yeah, that was kind of crazy and scary. It is, but... You know, he's getting elevated up even higher than he was, and you're happy with his performance for a lot of the year. So I think he's still, at worst, a home run threat with, you know, a crazy high ceiling.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, and I liked him when he was on the, you know, we see these these third or fourth string wide receivers, uh, you know, I think of him on the Cowboys. He showed flashes on the Cowboys before he was picked up here. Uh, for the Texans. So I liked that pickup. I liked the Cedric Wilson to Miami pickup. Um, they didn't quite make it onto the roster there, but they can be playmakers here for the Texans for sure. Um, Elijah Moore, you know, welcome back mm-hmm. to Fantasy Relevance. Uh, he's owning in about half of leagues. Joe Flacco his, you know, he's rekindling the flame with his old Jets teammate. And yeah, I mean, 12 targets on the day. He only turned that into four catches, but for 83 yards, so that's nice. Amari Cooper is in concussion protocol. He's likely to miss the game. I think he's kind of a sneaky play. Uh, I I loved Elijah Moore in his rookie season and going through the pre-draft process, but you know, we year two was kind of a wash, kind of a loss there with how they they used him. I was hoping more going into this year, but his quarterback, you know, carousel has been awful, so I can't really blame him, you know, for what he's been working with. But Elijah Moore, I think, is somebody who's pretty sneaky, especially if they keep Joe Flacco under center.
1: Yeah, I definitely wanted to mention Moore, um, very talented receiver, you know, was really talented on the Jets, and then they had their falling out, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, and so it's it's taken a while, but Moore is back, and yeah, it seems that whoever the quarterback is, but especially Joe Flacco, you know, past few weeks, Elijah Moore's put up some numbers.
0: Yeah, and then you got Alec Pierce here. Um, I mean, he's rostered in only, only 8% of leagues. I call him Mr. Cardio. I mean, he reminds me a ton of Cade Otten on the Bucs, um, although he plays tight end. But he's just glued to the field, but he's not doing much with it. Uh, Alec Pierce is a full-time player. He's on the field for you know 95% of the snaps in most situations. And, I mean, he just made Josh Downs take a backseat. He has first 100-yard game of his career, his short career, uh, going into his sophomore year here uh this season but before this game he only had 291 yards he you know bounces out this hundred burger for. it's just wild you're not used all season long and then you have a random hundred yard performance it kind of helps when you have a a pretty big like i think it was about a 40 yard touchdown uh pass but Mm -hmm. nevertheless i'm i am not starting him I'll roster him if I have a deep, en- deep enough bench and just kind of see where this goes. But I think it's still Josh Downs in the number two uh, behind Michael Pittman, even though Alec Pierce has been running ahead of him all season long.
1: Yeah, Pierce is a guy I thought would be doing more by now. I uh, really liked him as a good, just solid pass catcher out of the draft. Thought he could be a really good, uh, probably slot receiver there. And yeah, he only, I mean, his 100 yards was on three catches, so he caught, <laughs> you know, three bombs. Um, it's probably not going to happen again. Uh, but, you know, like I said, the talent is there, and apparently the the playing time is there, but he's just not a part of their offense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, playing time, and that's one of the things, the routes run don't necessarily uh, equate to fantasy relevance always. You know, sometimes you have to go with the Josh Downs, who are, it seems like the better player, and uh, certainly performing better for fantasy, but not always on the field. So that's where we're at with them. Some honorable mentions, I think they they're certainly worth mentioning because they got an uptick in work. They're they're probably deeper plays. But Jonathan Mingo, rookie wide receiver for the Panthers, he's owned in about seventeen percent of leagues, and De- Devontae Parker, eleven uh, percent of leagues. Both had changes in the offense. Parker got a QB change. Mingo got a head coaching change, and they had their best weeks of twenty twenty three. So. I'd keep an eye on them. Again, not players are starting, especially in week 14. But if you have the bench space, maybe you see if this role kind of uh, gets even more elevated with these changes. But those guys are, are certainly somebody I, I've got an eye on, but I'm not starting. Any other wide receivers you want to mention here, Jonah?
1: Yeah, if we're going, I wanted to go with kind of a deep, deep pull here. Okay. But Jalen uh, Hyatt from the Giants. Oh, yeah. Um, he's been showing up. He just had his hundred yard game, but he'd actually had two or two games with seventy five yards plus as well. So he's actually he's showing up semi consistently for a pretty bad offense. But I mean, I guess especially in dynasty, his future looks bright.
0: Yeah, no, I I love the pickup. That's that's a great name to be mentioning because he's just coming out of the buy, so he's he's probably on roster or on the waiver wire certainly. Um, people were dropping him there. We mentioned him uh, last week. Did you have to pick him up? But great name to be adding here, Jonah. And great, great uh, matchups here too. I mean, he plays Green Bay. Green Bay is going to be putting up mm-hmm. points. Plays the Saints. Not Maybe not ideal there, but Philly, Eagles. So, I mean, to cap out the season, he's playing some pretty high-powered offenses uh, here that are going to be putting up points. So that just elevates Jalen Hyatt. Yeah, I like how he flashed uh, against New England make some nice sideline catches as well. And um yeah, I think he's only was he did he win the best wide receiver in college award last year? Or was that Addison?
1: Um but, gosh, I think it actually never, might have been Hyatt. Yeah, nevertheless, I mean I
0: Yeah, he I mean he he won that award uh you know just a year or, or even two ago. So, yeah, we know he's got the uh you know the the chops to to make it here. Nice seeing a hundred yard game, uh, but yeah, it's it's very very nice pickup. I'd pick him up over over Alec Pierce, over uh, mm-hmm. John Mechie, uh, Mingo Parker. You could argue that he could he could be close to the the top of the list behind you know the Jaden Reed's and Brandon Cooks and Romeo Dobbs type tier. So um, yeah, Jalen Hyatt or Noah Brown, which one are you kind of picking up there?
1: I'd go with Brown over Hyatt. Yeah. Yeah, but, same.
0: We just yeah. kind of seen it out of him, and uh, the offense is just overall better. So I agree there. But yeah, Jalen Hyatt, certainly a good pickup. Shall we move on to tight ends? Yes. All right. Let's. Uh, I say tight ends, but I'm going to mention this guy here who plays every position known possible. Uh, he plays uh, kicker, he plays quarterback, tight end sometimes, point guard, Taysom Hill. Uh, he's highly rostered, uh, 65%. But if he's available, I think he has one of the safest floors and arguably the highest ceiling. And you've got Derek Carr, like I said, in concussion protocol. So is he going to be taking some more snaps from the quarterback position? Perhaps. Um, I I don't think he's going to be the starting quarterback by any means. They haven't really game planned for that, and he's missed some time before, and you didn't see him come in. It was Ben Winston uh, then. But Jason Hill, I mean, certainly a guy at the top of the list. But... Players that are rostered a uh, lower than fifty percent of the, uh fifty percent of leagues. Gerald Everett. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and give you guys a little sneak peek into uh, Friday's episode. He is going to be my start of the week. He is going to be a top t- top ten. Dare I say top eight? Tight end on the week. Uh, Denver. They just give it up to opposing tight ends. My start of the week last week was uh, Dalton Schultz. He didn't end up suiting up, but we had Breverend Jordan. If you're not familiar with the name, a Texans tight end, Uh, he had 64 yards on them. For perspective, he only scored 60 yards all season long before that. Yes, there's a little bit of Dalton Schultz missing the game, so he got an uptick in work. But nevertheless, tight ends have been gobbling up points against Denver, so Gerald Everett is at the top of my list this week for tight end streamers. Where are you at with the tight ends?
1: Yeah, no, Everett makes a ton of sense. I mean... You pick on the teams that are bad, and uh, Denver can't cover the tight end for some reason. So, uh, you would hope the Chargers would uh, put up more than six points this week, and uh, you know they should be able to.
0: Yeah, I, I'd hope so. Do you have any interest in uh, Chia Conquo? Um We saw him here this week, three for sixty-two, his best game of the season. Any interest there in uh, the Texans? Or sorry, the Titans uh, tight end.
1: Not a lot. Um, <laughs> you know, I actually, I mentioned him really early in the season, maybe week one. I thought he might be able to to break out this year, but didn't really. Yeah. So, no, there's, there's guys, I mean, that are available in most leagues that I'm more interested in than him. But if, you know, if it gets down to it, if you have a lot of too tight end, you know, owning teams, then there are worse options.
0: Yeah, no, certainly. I I mean, I think that kind of caps up the, the tight end pickups. Taysom Hill, Gerald Everett, maybe Chickaconquo in a tight end premium league, but I'm not excited for, uh, what is that, probably the second pass catcher, maybe third pass catcher on a Will Levis offense right now?
1: Yeah, yeah, he hasn't been able to recapture that 400-yard magic.
0: Not quite just yet, but let's go ahead. We'll wrap it up. We'll go into the defense streams of the week. I think... Uh, we we're we're gonna have a lot of overlap here. We're we're just picking on bottom five offenses in the NFL. We'll start it off with the Texans uh, at the Jets. The tech the Texans they're not a defense that is especially good. Uh, they're certainly not great, and you could argue that they're good. But just like last week, I mean, I had the Falcons as my start of the week. It's not because they're great. They're certainly not great, but they're they were facing Tim Boyle uh, and the Jets. And Tim Boyle got benched. They brought in Trevor Simeon, rightfully so, and he was just as bad. So it doesn't matter who's at the quarterback position for the Jets. Maybe
1: Zach Wilson's back.
0: Maybe Zach Wilson. Well, have you seen the reports out of – Yeah. He's reluctant to take the job back. So whatever that means, apparently he doesn't want to – he's like, oh, you guys have done this to me before multiple times. I need some kind of bonus or something maybe. Uh, Who knows, yeah. (laughs) Who knows, but – The Jets, their schedule, it's Texans, then Miami, then Washington, then Cleveland, if Cleveland was somehow uh, dropped. So, yeah, uh, pick up those. That's where I I typically am. So in a lot of my leagues where I play with defense special teams, I will grab three or four defenses that have good matchups just because I'll I'll be holding on to players that I won't even be starting. So I'm dropping those uh, Jaden Reed's. Uh, of the world, and, and if I'm not going to be starting them, they don't crack my roster, and, you know, you know even if injury happened, then, I mean, these, these other defenses are going to score you so many points, so I'm just going to try and grab those up. I, I think the Packers at the Giants, where are you kind of feeling at that? I feel like that's a pretty good— uh, I feel
1: pretty good about that. Uh, you know, the Giants have certainly been better. They have. But the Packers is, you know, a decent defense. It's it's not one of the bad defenses, so you're starting an average defense against what should be a bad offense.
0: Yeah, yeah, and the same thing goes for the Saints versus the Panthers. I think that might even be a better pick than the Packers. Arguably, the Texans are certainly the top of my list, um, mm-hmm. but the Saints versus the Panthers. Where you kind of rank those those three: the Texans, the Packers, and the Saints?
1: Gosh, that's that's tough. I would, I mean. Yeah, you've got to bet against the New York Jets offense so go Texans <laughs> one and then you know those two are pretty equal I would probably go Packers two and then uh Saints three
0: okay yeah no i I, I totally don't fault you um i I think they're all going to score a ton of points so I don't think you could really go wrong um but again we're just picking on these these defenses these poor uh offenses even if they're not they're not great defenses any other sh- uh, Defense Streams, you want to add to the list here?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, Jacksonville, they have Cleveland. Oh, yeah. And so that's, you know, whether, who knows if it's Joe Flacco of old, but it's probably safer to bet against that.
0: <laughs> he did. I thought he looked okay. Uh, His one interception was, like, why did you throw that? Um, <laughs> But... It, I mean, it wasn't like a Tyler... I don't know if you watched the whole game, but the Tyler Boyd, when he threw the interception, it wasn't quite like that. Um, yeah. But it was it was a questionable throw. But, no, I agree. Um, you know, the Jags have been... They've had some turnovers there for the uh, quarterback position, and Joe Flacco is somebody who can certainly make them uh, happy campers. So, Jags, I, I, I do like that pick.
1: Yeah, and then I don't know what their own percentage is, but. Steelers have have your Patriots oh, yeah. this week, which looks number to one. be a good
0: matchup. Yeah, they'll be number one on the on the week. I, I was I was telling Jonah here. I was saying we could just you know nobody wants to watch this game. We could just record the podcast a little early on Thursday and just <laughs> like record it during the game. But I think we came to the conclusion that we didn't want to have audible like uh, barfing noises um, mm. while we're watching and recording. So yeah as a patriots fan i don't really want to watch it i'm going to um i'm hoping we get somehow the the first overall pick i think we're plotted for number two right now um but yeah it's not (laughs) it's it's not a pretty picture
1: top prospects up there yeah who knows maybe the combine will make it go one way or the other
0: yeah hopefully but yeah that's a Steelers. i think they're I think they're pretty highly owned, but if they aren't, um, they need to be grabbed for for sure. They, I think, they would still lead the league in takeaways, and um, the Patriots are are somebody who's been given a lot of giveaways, if you will, <laughs> not good ones. Yeah. So, those are the defenses. even. My buddy
1: Bailey zap he couldn't save it.
0: He he couldn't he couldn't zap it. Uh, he couldn't make it happen. Ramondre Stevenson looked good before he went down. Um, which you know, he only needed to score a touchdown to apparently win the game. So. Yeah. It's a bit of a bummer, but yeah, I'm I'm not sure how they're going to go going forward with the quarterback position there in New England. But nevertheless...
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting.
0: Uh, just wanted to thank you guys for listening to the waiver Wire episode here, Week 14, as we wrap up the NFL season. Um, Just want to give you a heads up as well. You can find us on Twitter, at uh, DraftDive and at underscore Colt Williams. Also check out our, our website, DraftDive.com. And just to give you a little heads up: the thir- the Wednesday normally scheduled, uh, scheduled on Wednesday night podcast will be coming out on Thursday night, um, so not Wednesday. So sorry, it'll be dropped one day later for our starts and sits episode. Jonah, any other uh, words of wisdom to the people going into the fantasy playoffs? Um, they got to win and get in. If they're already in, they're they're kicked up the recliner. What do you what do you have to say to these people uh, going into the fantasy playoffs?
1: You know, play your studs, but play your matchups.
0: That's good words right there. Good words right there. All right, guys. We will catch you on Thursday for the Starts and Sits episode. Have a good night. Thank you.